Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Yeah, I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. Oh, welcome in. It's so exciting. So exciting to be here. We're in a new location. Top secret. We can't tell people because then you could drive by and you could probably honk your horn and hear it on the podcast. And we wouldn't want to we wouldn't want to celebrate that. We wouldn't want to advise that. This podcast brought to you by Extend Technologies, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. We talk about making home dreams come true, and we mean it. In fact, I'm looking at a 65-inch E-Series Vizio 4K HDR Smart TV box. You know where they bought that? They bought it from Extend Technologies. You know where it's being used? Right now in the Halley Building, 1905. This building is that old. That's when the Halley Building was constructed, and yet we have all this brand-new technology thanks to Extend Technologies, making not only your home dreams come true, but also your business's dreams come true. I believe the elevator was constructed in 1904. We were in the freight elevator yesterday, Can and it was a total— story? I, I was— We told it on the air. No, 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 but this is a new audience. That's Andy Roth, by the way. That's our boss. So Hi. When you don't hear me on this podcast or on the air down the road, it's because Andy Roth made a, made a business decision. You're welcome, everybody. Uh, I just saw a tweet— from somebody who's got a hash has has is the uh, the blue check mark, and it is Trey Jones, Trey Jones, uh, two time national champ at Mount Union. Okay, Anthony Alford, should I know who Trey Jones is? I feel bad he has a check mark, but I don't know who that is. No, so don't worry about it. In, okay, well he he wrote this. He goes, "Bruh, y'all guns say Cavs are fun. This Cavs team, Cavs are good after every game." LMAO, we 25 games in, we know. And I wrote to him, well, I tagged Ken Carmen, and he goes, chill, why are you instigating? And I said, no, we had this conversation on the air, but it might be something we need to tap into more. This is the fun stage of the Cavs. This is what is awesome about the Cavs right now is that I am sitting there at the game yesterday. I'm actually standing at the game on every basket going, we're good. We're really good. Like the Bulls are finding it out now. The Utah Jazz found it out the other night, and then the Milwaukee Bucks found it out for, you know, three and a half quarters, and then they took care of business because they're the Bucks and they're the defending champs, and they've got the Greek freak. But I have no problem sitting at these games or sitting at home watching these games, if you are fortunate enough to get the games, and sitting there pinching myself going, we're a real basketball team. And, yes, that's a low bar. The, hey, these guys are fun is a low bar. <laughs> but but you know what? Who cares? We had the worst record in the NBA from the moment LeBron left. We have the worst record in the NBA again. Yeah. And now they're good and they're entertaining. They're not boring and good. They're not like, hey, we're going to out-tough you and win games with 
but they actually are defensively. But that's not that I know to most people that's not that fun. These guys are fun on offense. They're throwing alley oops. They're hitting threes from Medina. This is a great Michael Reg I would say. Like they are Joe entertaining. Joe Brexville. Oh, he'd say Brexville. They are entertaining. They just are. And they're going to continue to be entertaining as long as Darius Garland is on the floor and as long as Evan Mobley's on the floor and as long as Jared Allen is on the floor. Brought to you by Extend. XTNDAV.com. But I was just reacting, Kenny. Kenny just joins us now. Hi. Uh, at the fact that somebody is like, are we really going to say, hey, Cavs are good? We know. We know. We know they're fun. We know they're good. And I'm like, I, I think a lot of people haven't seen them. I still think there's a lot of people that haven't transitioned from football to basketball. I think a lot of people pick up the NBA after Christmas Day. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, who is the guy? I just saw oh, on, on he fo- says he played football at Union. I asked Anthony Alford, should I know who that is? He has a blue check mark. I don't know who it is. No offense to that person. Yeah. I have no idea. That's all. Because yeah, you responded, and I went, well, I think fans, it's been 25 games, but it's only been 25 games. And a lot like, of people have not seen them exactly. and don't know how to see them. I, I think you, I agree with you. I think a lot of people don't start getting into the NBA until after Christmas, and it'll probably be after wor- later this year because the NFL is playing on Christmas weekend. So I, I think that that's going to be different. But I think a lot of people, because of the television stuff and the RSNs and all that stuff, we bring it up all the time, but I think it's true. I think a lot of people might not know. And I also I like this moment. Let's have a honeymoon for a while before we start getting into this stuff. Like, let people have their fun and go, oh, my God, they're really good. They and try guys, hard and they're good. Guys, the honeymoon is the best time. This it's is the it. best time. I cannot say this enough. Yes. That right now, this is an empty canvas. We don't have the negative stuff A blank stuff canvas. Yet. It's empty and blank. We have nothing on it except excitement and what's going to be in the future. Because let's be honest, in sports, Kenny, 99% of the time, we all have hopes and dreams, hopes with, and our, dreams. with our young teams. Yes. Every sport, and what happens most of the time? Mm. It ends in disappointment. Most most of the time, it does not end with a championship, and it ends in disappointment, and especially in Cleveland. But why would I sit there and worry about any of that when right now it is so much fun and we're learning? I mean, you're seeing clips of Evan Mobley do stuff to Zach Levine that you would think you'd get arrested for in some countries. He is just abusing him on the defensive end, and it's incredible. He is such a rare talent, and he hasn't even learned what he's capable of on offense. He has no idea. Like, yeah, he'll shoot a he'll shoot a three if he's wide open. He has that little jump hook that, again, smaller defenders he can just abuse you on. But he, he it's not to the point yet where you can throw the ball to Evan Mobley, get out of his way, he's going to score. But that's coming. All of that stuff is coming down the road. And now Darius Garland, he is just starting to learn what he is capable of and start to – harness those powers and those gifts that made him a rare talent and a guy that could get drafted as high as he could mm-hmm. play in only five college games. He's just picking it up, and he's just starting to get aggressive on offense. Maybe at times a little too aggressive, but I don't care. Not bothering me right now. Is Darius Garland the, the, the poster child of why players shouldn't have to go to the NBA anymore? I know that's changing, but, you know. I feel like we've had a lot of guys over the years that have – I'm just saying he, he, he got hurt oh, yeah. five games in, four and a half games well, in, and then that's it. And it's like, what was the point? Hey, Kyrie Irving played, what, 12 games? 11. 11 games at Duke. That's it. And boom, he was good instantly in the NBA. Obviously, we know guys like Cage. Well, KG was not good instantly in the mm. NBA. But, like, LeBron was good instantly in the NBA. Uh, more guys are capable of doing it. But this, yeah, college basketball, and I have to say, Evan Mobley was really good in college. But 
I didn't see transcend it immediately, and that's what he is. And that just shows you the college game. I don't know how you evaluate the college game and what mm-hmm. those guys do. There's no spacing. You have no idea. None of it translates. It just, it, you know, I didn't know that Steph Curry would translate. I mean, I watched Steph Curry in college. I'm like, this is amazing. Won't work in the NBA. And then the first game he played in the NBA, I watched highlights of it the other day. This is what a dork I am. Mm. I watched his highlights. How did we not know instantly he was going to be great? Like, the first day, he, like, went off for 20 in the easiest way possible. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess it does translate well. There you go. I got something to read to you. Go ahead. Conspiracy afoot. Ready for some NFL conspiracy? Sure. Remember Kurt Warner's video we got sent to us about 1,500 times? Yes, absolutely. When the words of the still-alive Billy Jack Haynes imitate Nancy Grace, bombshell tonight! According to Nate Ulrich Mm -hmm. of the Akron Beacon Journal. You know what I'm saying, don't you? I know exactly where you're going. I saw it, too. Kurt Warner hasn't seen enough consistency from Brown's Baker Mayfield to believe he can be a franchise quarterback. Whoa! Whoa! Yep, there you go. In a video posted December 2nd on Warner's (laughs) QB Confidential YouTube channel, I guess it's not so confidential anyway, or after all. Exposed. The NFL Network analyst mentioned Mayfield has been taking shots from other players' dads before detailing why the vast majority of the offense's woes in the first half of the Browns' 16-10 loss to the Baltimore Ravens on November 28th at M&T Bank Stadium were not the fault of Mayfield's. But whether the Browns should sign Mayfield to a contract extension is another question. Warner is skeptical. Mayfield, the first overall pick in 2018, would prove to be a wise long-term investment for a team seeking championship-level quarterback play. What's the goal right now for the Cleveland Browns? Is it to be competitive? Is it to win a championship? And then you ask yourself, okay, who's our quarterback? What level is he at? Then the third question becomes, are we okay with that level? What do you think of this, buddy? Well, uh, what I've seen from Baker, I would say no. No. That's what he says. Yeah, and, you know, look. Strong stuff. Kurt Warner, obviously, is now a media personality, right? All, all of these – remember everybody was sending us the, the clips and saying, oh, Hall of Fame quarterback versus Anthony Lima, who am I going to agree with? Uh-huh. All right, well, I'll ask you that question now. <laughs> who are you going to side with? Because it sounds like we're both on the same side of the fence here. Uh, I'm unified with the Hall of Fame quarterback. Uh, but, you know, it, it is funny because now Kurt Warner is a media personality. Colin Coward, somebody put up a cut-up the other day of him saying at the beginning of the year, Mac Jones just doesn't work, just doesn't work. And then they played a clip from right after the game on Monday night, and it was, Mac Jones is unbelievable. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, we are allowed to change our minds, change our opinions. And I think what Kurt Warner did is he went out to demonstrate to you that there are other issues in the offense, not just Baker. And I said, that actually makes me more nervous because we know Baker's struggling. But if now you're telling me that we don't have the talent – and then you're going to tell me that the scheme isn't good. Now we've got all problems everywhere. And that makes me nervous going into next year. It makes me nervous, obviously, about the final five games. But I actually do think the defense might be able to step up to the plate and win us some of these games. But even if they win some of these games and it's defense first and we get, you know, some some pop on offense here and there, yeah. that doesn't mean that we're, fault, that we're solved and we're fixed going into next year. Um, yeah. I would say, I, I would you know, there's something that bothered me today. We were asking about Austin Hooper, 
and we were asking about Austin Hooper, and we had said, you know, I, I, I said, what would I rather do? Would I rather set $42 million on fire or give it to Austin Hooper? And we was it Mary Kay or was it Doug? I think it was both who kind of addressed it. And there was kind of an elephant in the room going, well, if he doesn't have – he didn't have good chemistry with Odell Beckham Jr., what's going on with the chemistry now with Austin Hooper? Maybe it's not all that cracked up to say – this is more on Baker. And I think a lot of fans are starting to feel that way over time. Did we it's tough did, to admit, but it's true. Did we there is there is a chemistry between quarterbacks and receivers and you know Aaron Rodgers, what did he want to have happen uh this offseason? He wanted Cobb back, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, is Cobb even doing that much, Kenny? I don't know. But but guys do have their guys that they feel like they have a bond with on the field and maybe off the field too. But I think we got carried away trying to explain away what was going on with the Browns offense, to just say, all right, it's, it's Odell. And then Odell leaves, and they have the great game against Cincinnati, best game of the year, yeah. and it, it's fixed. Now Odell's gone. And then in reality, you knew it was silly. Look, look at yourself in the mirror. You knew that was a silly opinion, that everything was fixed because a talented, a guy who was at one point really talented because he wasn't on the field anymore, that that fixed things. When has that ever happened in the NFL? That's, mm. just, that's just never been the case. You can't, you can't find any instances where that was the case, but we were all desperate to try to find a reason. And – I think the chemistry thing, guys, it's just up to your quarterback to figure it out. It just is over time. And a team is not – I know that sounds easy. So disheartening. But a team is not going to commit to somebody who can't demonstrate that over time. They just can't. They, they won't do it. And they're not going to give a quarterback every excuse. They are not at the bargaining table going to say, well, Baker, we will give you credit for what you did with Hugh Jackson, Greg Williams, Freddie Kitt. No, that's not how it works. No team operates that way. Fans can do that all they want. That's just not what a good front office would do. They're not going to put two quarterbacks on paper and go, well, Jimmy G had this and Baker had this. That is, that's really not how they evaluate. I really don't think. I mean, it's in the, it's in the mind frame. It's in, they do think about that stuff, but it's not how they go about evaluating quarterbacks. That's a piece of the puzzle, but yeah. it's not the whole. Fans want to make it the entire puzzle, and that's just never what a good front well, office would do. I, I don't know. It's it, it's got to start this week. I'm sorry. It's it's just got to happen. It's got to happen. There's got to be some things that get better. It just has to. Like this is, he you got to understand. You're playing for your career. You're just playing for your career. You you better figure something out here, because I I thought for sure. I mean, I thought for sure he's getting next year. And now the more you, you the more you start to read the tea leaves and stuff like that, it's like, man, they're trying to figure out. This is – and I don't know if they were always trying to do two things at once. It's like they're trying to figure out if this guy's worth kicking the tires on for another year if they need to do the nuclear option. Mm-hmm. And if he's going to play with that shoulder and he just – everything – he's he's injured. He's Sad injured. Should have got surgery. Should have got surgery. Cost himself maybe – If a, he got the surgery, then, maybe, I mean, it's maybe all it caught, right there. Seriously, might have cost him $100 million. I mean, seriously, he's going to look back at that unless this miraculously gets better. He is going to look back at that as one of the biggest mistakes you could have ever made. I guarantee you there were people in his camp saying, go get surgery. We're not worried that Case Keenum's going to come in and play so well that they're going to forget about you. They shouldn't have been. That's the problem with it. They shouldn't have been that way, and they were, and I don't understand. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I look we'll, – I don't want to harp on this. We still have five games. I don't want to harp on this every single day until the end of the season. But uh, we are going to bring up at the end of the season. If this, they go three and two, I keep saying three and two. If they go three and two, which is probably the most likely of scenarios, maybe some people would say two and three would be likely. Mm -hmm. But if they go three and two and miss the playoffs, 
and it's a it's a terribly disappointing year. Doesn't mean everything's broke, but it is disappointing. Uh, I don't know that you can go into next season and your big offseason move is Baker's healthy. Let's go. I don't think th- I don't think you can do that. I don't think you can do that at all. Mm. I I think that would be really a trying year from the get-go. We are talking Baker goes out there game one, throws two interceptions at home, boo birds come out, and you're going to play a whole season like that? Mm. I don't think you can do it. I don't think a a good front office can possibly do that. Boy, that's rough. That is – I don't know. And they're evaluating him. They obviously are evaluating him as if he's healthy enough. Can we just argue about the thing we were going to talk about? Oh, so – this. I mean, we could do this on the show anyway. I know. So we have a clip. Any um, day we want. We have a clip – C.J. Stroud from the Ohio State Buckeyes. Mm -hmm. They are getting ready for the Rose Bowl. And, boy, a lot of people lately have said, Rose Bowl doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean what it used to. And it's like, well, back in the day, the national championship could be on the line. So, by definition, it's not going to mean what it used to. Yeah. But uh, it's very interesting to see who's going to play for Ohio State and who's going to sit it out. And Stroud was asked about it, and we have the clip. And we'll play the clip. I feel like it's the right thing to do, especially leave the seniors out with a win. Definitely a big-time game anyways, you know what I mean? So uh, just being a competitor, like, at this level, if you don't want to play, like, you know, I don't know why you're on this team. Uh, no one on my team is like that, though, thank God. So I don't really question anybody who's kind of, like, willing to play, except for, like, the, of course, the, the guys are, who are going to the league next year, which I totally understand. So, I mean, we have a great attitude. I mean, dudes are showing up to our workouts, killing it, running hard, lifting hard. So, I mean, we're just we're throwing as well. So, I mean, we're, just, we're doing the little things, which I feel will turn into big things. Kind of flipped it around there at the end, didn't yeah. he? Because for a second, I'm like, whoa, dude, you might go to the NFL someday. You better better walk that back. And then he like kind of it's like, well, except for the guys who go into the league, I understand. I was like, oh, okay. So Ohio State is a six-and-a-half-point favorite in this game, and everybody I know is going. Pounding Utah. Utah. All, money line. Money line Utah. Uh, that's how – Explain that, the money line, if you will. Uh, that means that uh, you just think Utah's going to win the game flat out and you have better odds. You make even more money. On that, but they got to win the game, as opposed to just covering the six and a half, which is a pretty sizable number considering we've seen two teams gash Ohio State's defense with physical running play. Oregon and Michigan. Mm-hmm. What does Utah like to do? They are a very physical team up front. Well, they beat up Oregon twice. Uh, they've been a factory for offensive linemen over the last uh, decade up in Utah. They got a great coach and. Uh, this, this, I'm not that confident. I'm really? Not, I'm not that confident about this game. Oh, and I don't. Sorry, think... I thought you. Were... <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought you meant about Utah. I'm like, really no. not confident in Utah. And and I uh, obviously I know Ohio State has more talent. They have yeah. more talent across the board than Utah. But this game is everything for Utah. It's yeah. the Rose Bowl. Those kids. That does mean something to them at Utah. Ohio State. The. What they have is the chip on the shoulder that everybody called them finesse. But I don't know that you could change that in a month. I don't know. I really don't know if that's something that can change. And then you throw in Olave and Garrett Wilson. What, they're not going to play, right? No. I don't think they've made an official announcement yet, but why would you? I mean, no. seriously, I'm an Ohio State fan, and I'm saying that. But why would you play? And so what Stroud said, I mean, we have seen over the years guys sit out bowl games that are not the playoff. Uh, and I do wonder. Yeah, and some, remember when Christian McCaffrey did it? It was such a big deal. Yes. Now it's like, yeah, yeah. Why would you risk anything? Who was the Notre Dame linebacker? Jalen Smith. Yeah, Jalen Smith, famously, whose career has never been the same. 
Yeah. I mean, he's he yeah. still got to play in the league, but, mm-hmm. you know, he's kind of used up now. So. Yeah, why would you ever, now that the championship is off the boards? And you do wonder down the road, will guys ever sit out a playoff? Would they? Uh, would, would, would their guys get in their head like, dude, you've got enough on tape. You're going to be a top 10 pick. Why would you play? Why would you play? Quarterbacks are always going to want to play. You are the leader. You're the guy that, that, that directs everything. Uh, we're talking about investment for Baker Mayfield right now that at one point could have been a quarter of a billion dollars. So quarterbacks have to perform and have to go out there every single time. Receivers, I think he got enough on tape for Olave and Garrett Wilson. I think he got plenty on tape. I don't <laughs> think what he does or what those two do in a Rose Bowl yeah, is going to factor at nope. all. Those are both first-round picks. They shouldn't play. Oh. Uh, that one's easy. XTENDAV.com. Sorry. I thought we were going to argue about something else. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I've been a little bit distracted here with this Kurt Warner thing. I'm sorry. I'm totally, th- th- oh. totally selling down to the river. In fact, you know what? Take my phone. The phone has You're been keeping thrown the time across the because desk. Because I'm not giving you what you need, and I know I'm not giving you what you need, and we got to talk about this because I I don't think it's weird. I, maybe it's just a bonus. I can't sit here and tell you because you brought up a great point because you're very quick at this like you knew I was going to bring this up. The Ohio State-Michigan game was the highest rated television or regular season game on television for college football since 2019. Monday night, Bills-Patriots was the highest rated Monday night football game since week one. Both of those teams, both those games, now he's looking at his phone. Both of those games had really bad weather. Mm. Now, I don't know if it's a direct correlation, but the reason I bring it up, like you, because you said, well, wouldn't Ohio State, Michigan have great ratings anyway? It's two versus five. It's true. It's true. With with Michigan having the resurgence. But I think that your your football fans, your college football fans, and then there is there is a group of people that treat college football, and we used to work with a guy like this probably. He might not admit it, but it, but he did who treat college football like they do basketball now, college basketball. They watch during the conference championship games and the tournament, and that's it. That's when they drop into college basketball. And maybe that first week of the and, season before the NFL yes, starts. Yes, and I bet I, – you know what? You're right about that. And I bet there's and we a overreact lot of people, to everything. Yep, and I bet there's a lot of people who they drop in for conference champion, you know, rivalry games, conference championship week, and then now – Maybe they'll click through bowl games because it's football season, but they're not really interested in bowl games, and they're going to watch the national championship get playoffs in the, in the national championship game. I think there are some people like that. But I do think that the reason numbers get so high is numbers reach a new record because of general interest from general casual fans. And I, I'm not trying to sound sexist. I could say women. I'm not trying to sound ageist. I could say the older or the younger folks because who knows, you know, college football seems to be an older man's game. Uh, I think that in a lot of ways it's just the general person, whatever it may be, who likes to see like there's likes to see weather, likes to see teams play in the elements. And football's a game play in the elements. Everywhere else it's controlled. You know, baseball's controlled. Hockey, obviously, then basketball's controlled. And football, the, the elements, with the exception of lightning, it's not controlled. You can play in a monsoon. You can play on an 80-degree sunny day. And I think that that enthralls people. And I think for both of those games, that's what got people to pay attention. I think some people saw, maybe on the news or on Sports Center, the wind and the snow in Buffalo. Okay, I'm going to check this out. And that Buffalo's good and that New England's really good again. 
And so now they're enthralled again. And so I think there's a general interest that bumps that rating up. Maybe Ohio State Michigan would have been the highest rated this year. Would they have been the highest rated since 2019? I don't know. I don't know. But I think that weather does push general interest in the NFL. I don't know if that's a reason to not build a dome, but I do think that it, it carries over a little bit of, all right, you care about television ratings. You care about television money. TV loves bad weather games. They love it. They absolutely love it. They know people are watching those games. Maybe that makes a bit of a difference with some places. I'm not sure. Conspiracies afoot. Uh, and are I they... keep seeing my phone over there, and I keep wanting to grab my phone, and I don't have it. Mm. It's, a great, it's a great exercise. Continue. I know Alex Jones would say that Hollywood is responsible for the weather. Why is that? Um, <laughs> sorry, I used to listen to him way too much. Uh, it was back I, when I, you I, could listen to him, and then, I, honestly, some things happened, and uh, you, yeah. you couldn't listen to him anymore. So the Michigan State-Penn State game, I told you that I was at a restaurant, Little Italy, and I walked up the stairs, saw that on TV. It was total whiteout. And I stood there for five minutes and watched while my girlfriend was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, look at this. Look at it. <laughs> well, you got to look at it. You got to be walking around the it. car. Um, but I, I, I'm so fascinated by the football weather argument because, as, as we know, it's cool to go to one of those games where it's a blizzard so you can say you did it. And you, you almost is a communal, like, can you believe we're doing this? Mm-hmm. One time. <laughs> you don't want it every week. And I really wonder, when people talk about that's football weather, I kind of brush back at that. You know, there's a reason that they don't want the Super Bowl played in conditions like that. You know, the year they had the Super Bowl uh, outside in New York, right? Yeah. A lot of people were worried about what this is going to look like. But that, the I'm sorry, that conspiracy afoot, the NFL loved it. The NFL loved that conversation. They love it anytime they're talked about. Will Brinson has brought up himself. He, he's wondered about P.I. and stuff like that oh, because yeah. he, people talk about penalties. Well, I would just I would just say this. Like, do we learn anything about the Buffalo Bills or the New England Patriots with that kind of a game? Because there's going to be cold games. New England plays a ton of cold games. The Browns play a ton of cold games. Right now I'm going to say yes. And in the elements. But did we learn that much about whether or not we did. the Patriots could have beaten the Bills had it have been 50 degrees and partly cloudy? I, I actually think we did. I think, I think it was proven, even though there was plenty of evidence before, I think it was proven that that Buffalo is a one-dimensional offense. Sure, it was proven. Sure, I, I, we already knew that, but I I don't learn when a team throws the ball three times. I'm like, that's not football. That that has nothing to do with what we see. What well, was football? Come right? Super Bowl. I, I I don't I don't like. Let's say the Patriots. Let's say Josh Allen would have scored on that drive. They were driving, and they would have ended up scoring. Because it was such a gimmicky game that if you were third down and anything past five, you had no chance. You had no chance to get a first down. That doesn't tell me anything about these teams and, and whether or not. Well, and if the Bills would have won that game on, a, on that last drive, and what would we have said? What an idiot Belichick is throwing the ball three times. You didn't trust your quarterback, and now you lost and you went down like that's that? absolutely true. Like, I just. I just absolutely true. I'm sorry. That, just, that to me is not football. I, I like the novelty of it. It was a one-off. But as somebody who's watched the AFC North and these boring-ass offenses, uh, barely able to get first downs, I don't want to see more games like that. I want to see quarterbacks. The, the reality is, why are we all saying that is football down a little bit this year? Quarterbacks is the product, well, it's because quarterbacks are struggling across the board, from Russell Wilson to 
uh, Patrick Mahomes to Lamar Jackson to Josh Allen to Baker Mayfield. Who's good? All the quarterbacks are struggling. Like, Carson Wentz has been steady Eddie. He's been, like, the model of consistency yeah. this year in the NFL. Yeah, what does that a, tell it's you? It's a total renaissance with him just because he's steady. Yeah. That's all it is. He hasn't Tua, been great. Tua's been steady, and it's like, man, yep. Tua's incredible. Out it's like, Tua's playing well. Don't get me wrong, but They're it's not RPOs. been. RPOs, yeah. Yeah, it's not been setting the world on fire, for crying out loud, but just steady's winning. I think you're right, but I do think. I do think there is a challenge to that, and you are totally – I think you're right about narratives. Like, did we learn anything about the Browns last I, year in that game against the Raiders? No. No, we didn't because the Browns ended up being fine and making no, the playoffs. No, I, I, I disagree. I disagree, and you're going to hate me for this, and Keith's going to roll his eyes if he's listening. I told you about the interior defensive line. The, 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 Raiders, the, 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 the Raiders are not nearly as good as the Browns last year. The Raiders had a good offensive line. They lined up. And they just manhandled because they knew they could run the ball at you. And that's what they did. They got themselves a little bit of a lead. The weather was bad. And they just ran down your throat. And I think we learned that we need to make a replacement there. I think football guys, and not like I'm trying to put myself into that mix. I'm not. But I think football guys learn about these type of things. And I think there's things that are that are given. Now, you are totally right in our world about that narrative. If they would have lost that game, if, jo- if Zach Moss would have turned and ran into the end zone the way any other good running back would have done. Or I shouldn't say any good running back. Not other, because he ain't good. How bad was their tight end, by the way? If he oh. would have ran. Are you talking about Dalton no- Knox? Knox. He Boy, was horrific. <sighs> I had high hopes for him out of Ole Miss, and he's been pretty good, but still. Anyway, um, you have a guy who can't get to the end zone, who has no nose for the end zone. And it just it put everything in a highlight going – this team is one-dimensional, and they do not have a running game. I've been saying that since before week one. Yeah. Before week yeah. one. And, and honestly, the answer, because everybody thought they were going to draft Travis Etienne. That wouldn't have helped them because of the, fo- the foot yeah, injury. Yeah, he got injured. Thank you to the good doctor over there in Chardon for telling us all about that. Anyway, I think it would have, from our world, you were right. If they would have ran the ball three times, and then Zach Moss would have scored, mm-hmm. and it would have been 17-14. What's this genius, quote-unquote, doing only throwing the ball three times with yeah. his first-round quarterback? <laughs> right. What is this? You Wow, now we don't trust – maybe Mac Jones isn't as good as we thought he was. Bill Belichick doesn't even trust him. He would have trusted Tom – like, you see this already happening. But in their world, we have, a, we have a good offensive line. We have a good defense. We trust our run game because they have four different running backs. We trust our run game, and we're going to be able to shorten the game just like they – and I can go back to – what Super Bowl was against the Bills? Oddly enough, Giants-Bills. Shorten the game, mm-hmm. run our run offense – and go after you, and that was a good weather, and go after you and win that game. I think they would have done that. I think that that was – and I bet Belichick they had won five in a row. You ain't going to win them all. We're going to play our game, and if we lose this game, that's the way it's got to go. Then Josh Allen would have beaten us. We're going to make Josh Allen beat us because we're going to control the football. One team threw it three times, the other threw it 30. And I bet he's sitting there going, (laughs) I don't think Josh Allen can beat our secondary in this weather. No. And I think football people learn by that, but – Tone, damn it, when you're right, you're right, and you are right. If they'd have lost that game, if Zach Moss would have just looked to the right and he would have ran into the end zone, Tuesday morning's different, all this week's different. Damn it, you are as right as it gets. But I think from a football standpoint, we we do learn things about teams in bad weather. I mean, Carson, look at Carson Wentz last year. That game against the Browns with the Eagles, that changed everybody's perspective. He's playing rough going into that one. That was the game we lost Miles Garrett for because of COVID. Yep. And he went out and he was terrible. He was terrible. 
terrible in that weather. And honestly, in, in a couple of weeks before against Houston and Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson won much better. But we think differently about Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. That's where your narrative comes into play. And people look at narrative like it's a bad word. No, it, it, it can be something that is very powerful. Very powerful. Happened with Wentz. Happened, did not happen with Deshaun Watson. Happened, could have happened with, with, with Bill Belichick last or on Monday. Didn't happen with him. Well, give me my phone. I and your phone. phone has been given back. It's like a Dave Chappelle show. You have to give up your phone and wait in line in the cold for an hour to go, into the da- to go into the damn venue. Why? Why can't what Dave? You've got another hundred million dollar special. You got you're gonna you're gonna just throw out six hours of content again that probably could be a podcast and call it a special and make people wait outside the venue for an hour because you don't want them taping your top secret show. Come on, clean up, clean up. Brought to you by Extend Technologies, XTNDAV.com. Anything else? Uh, did you have? Uh, oh. I Tom was, has a credenza, and he wants me to get it today, and I thought he was going to want me to get it next week, and that sucks. I have to get it today. It's so heavy. What are you talking Why about? Is You're not doing this again. Piece. No, this one's smaller. I can fit it through the door. I can get it in. I want that. Anthony, I'm using that credenza. I'm oh, my God. I'm not helping It's going to happen. That's fine. If i got to do it myself, I'll do it my damn self, but I'm getting that damn credenza. Uh, inside baseball. Right now. Inside baseball. We didn't get anything today. Well, I'll give you one. Okay, what? Why do you sports talk show hosts rely on your callers so much? You, you guys that? take too many calls. It is one of the complaints I hear from a bunch of people. I always used to hear I didn't take radio. enough calls when I was at night, and I used to go, People used to go, you like to listen to the sound of your own voice? I go, nope, you ain't calling because an Indians game's on right <laughs> yeah. now. Why aren't you watching the Indians game? Uh, here's You're listening the, to me. Th- we're going to tear down a wall here. The big secret about sports talk radio is everybody thinks the phones are jammed at all times. The phones are never jammed. <laughs> the, oh, uh, Browns game Monday. During yeah. the fall, during the fall, yes. yes. Oh, all day. Yeah, you can't buy a line. It's tough to get in. But in July. Yeah, my line there. Like in July. What did I say? You can't buy a line. Oh, you're right. In July. Okay, when it's it's the middle of the dog days of the baseball season, and they take that week off of the All Star break, mm-hmm. and the NBA is over, and maybe it's not a big free agency year, and the NFL it is a desert at that point. Mm-hmm. You're just you're just trying to not rehash the same things you've been saying about your team's off season, you know, time and time again. As you're a month out before camp comes in, those calls are not coming in. But you know, I, the reality nope. is, the reality is. There are good callers, and then there are bad callers. The majority are bad callers. However, I don't believe that. I do. However, as somebody used to call shows all the time, uh, a call can ignite a show like you wouldn't believe if there's a good call. And they understand the show that they're calling. What we don't like is when there is somebody who they do want – everybody wants to hear their voice. That's why you call a sports talk radio show. That's, yes. that's why we're on the air. We want to we have or people you want hear people our voices. to hear your voice. Yes, that's the whole point of all of this. So I have no problem. We're all navel-gazing to some extent. Uh, we have self-inflated egos, all that stuff, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, blah However, blah, 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 blah. what annoys us is when someone calls our show and they have an opinion. Then I hear that same guy call later in the day, Baskin True. and Phelps, with the same opinion. Yeah. So what's happened is you think you're the only one to have your thought this is why the Browns lost last week. I've got it. No one else knows it. And then we take that call, and show. I'm like, and I've heard 30 people say this already, and now you're going to call the next show and say the same damn well, thing. It's because we're not having a conversation. Then we're, and then you're just getting out what you can get out. You can do that on social media if you really want to. What's the point? My whole thought is 
there's two schools to this. One, the people who complain you don't take many callers are the are callers. And that's a small, that's small, a very vocal small, minority. But obviously, because they're calling, they're vocal, <laughs> yeah. so they're a vocal minority. The other thing is, is when there's, I think there's people who they just respond negatively towards calls. And there's certain times where you just kind of want to not do it, not do it. Calls have a tendency to stall. Calls have a tendency to enhance, just like you said. But there are certain guys, you start almost chasing a dragon. don't mean to make a heroin reference. Yeah. But there are certain calls where you're like, oh, my God, that guy was perfect. And it's just like, oh man! And then you go to some of them, and they're just falling I'll give all the over thumbs themselves. up. Yeah, I, I will even look at Ken. I go, oh, this guy's my good. God, this guy's good. And there's some people like, obviously, if you have a bad phone line, that sucks. That sucks the air out of the yeah. room. Nothing you can do. Sometimes we try to screen that before, but sometimes you're driving and you're going down 90 near West 117th. Mm-hmm. Your call is going to drop. It's not going to be good. Uh, but then other people, maybe they don't communicate that well. We can always tell pretty quickly if somebody can get their point of view out. And I always, when I was a kid, and I think this actually served me well in the broadcasting, I would practice my phone calls before I'd call the shows, Ken. I would practice. I would sit there and try to go over it. And when you're young, nobody likes public speaking when they're young. Nobody's good at it. This is a form of public speaking. But we can always tell instantly uh, based on how you communicate, like ah, I could tell this person's probably pretty successful just by their vocabulary and the way that they are oh, concise. Wow, the way they are concise, mm. and oftentimes if they end up calling from Hudson, uh, we could tell or Bay Village or Bay Village or Bratnall or Bratnall. Yes, we don't get a lot of calls from Gates Mills. What happened to people in Gates Mills? You know why? Because during uh, this time of the football season, they're all in Florida, <laughs> so, <laughs> and they don't know how to stream us. No. They are on their FM and AM radios nope. down there in Fort Lauderdale and Boca. Yeah, it's true. It's but, last you going to Naples again? Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to. So here, here's the great thing. I have a buddy who is at a resort who, who I used to work with at Zeppi's Pizzeria in, in Chesterland, Ohio. And he was the manager back then. And I'm like, ah, oh, this guy this guy's going to be running – He's going to be running food and beverage somewhere. He is the food and beverage director at a five-star resort. Real Sam so Rothstein. What did that mean to me? Me and the Ono got uh, got a pretty good rate. Why are you leaning into the Ono? I don't know. You guys like it. That's okay. Uh, but we got a pretty damn good rate down there in Naples. And when, when you get a deal on a hotel like that, you end up spending more money. Because you're like, we didn't have to spend much money on the place, and we got a pretty cheap flight. So what are we gonna do? Guns a blazing on everything else, and you know what you'd realize? You end up spending more money than you would have if you would have gone to a normal hotel. <laughs> you really do. You really do end up spending more money. Amazing how that works. Naples was awesome. That's great. You now, not the uh, not the most diverse place in the world, Kenny. I'll be honest. Uh, but I, honestly, had to be the cleanest place I've ever seen. I mean, every street, we were biking, we were running, we were walking, we were standing. And that place was so clean. Uh, there was no garbage, no litter. No garbo? No nothing. And everybody was they pleasant. They to keep it that way. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. The, the, the upkeep down there, extraordinary. Naples a good place. Not not the youngest place either. I'm Would not have been a good place if I was single. I'm dreading how heavy this credenza is going to be. <laughs> thinking about that the whole time. But no, no trips, uh, no trips coming up. In fact, the flights are so expensive right now. Yeah. We are looking to drive. It is 33 degrees. Oh my! God. I now put the temperature on the front of my phone. Look at that. 
Look at that. Boom. That's a great idea. Boom. How cold was it yesterday we moved the stuff? Uh, it, it was bitter. It was 24, and I think it felt like 10. And I made that small talk with that security guy. We bonded can over talking about women. Can someone – can I – like, double A. Can I give double A, like, 100 bucks and he can do the credenza? Double A? How, how much you pay? Never mind. No, <laughs> how much you pay? I'll feel bad, and then I'll have to help. Boy, he jumped up. <laughs> Installment plans? Payment plans? This sucks. Uh, Owen's back tomorrow. We got Owen. We got Owen back. Uh, Boomer Sooner will ask him, does he like the hire? Does he like the hire? Who'd they hire? Brent Venables. They hire. Oh, I'm the animal. I'm the animal. I'll give him a fat Oh, boy. They get a piece of me. I need to get back, coach. I'm a 50-year-old man. I'm Brent Venables. Hold me back. Hold me back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.